0: Now, now real people, real opinions, nighttime talk with Niall Boylan.
1: Ireland's classic hits radio. The
2: funniest part of the news is the whole Ukrainian story. I'm sorry, but it's hilariously funny at this stage. You know what I mean? We go from one extreme to the other. I mean, and now we're saying, sorry, 90 days out you guess. But don't worry, we won't see anybody homeless. I mean, Look, you know I'm slightly to the right. You know I'm conservative. You know I've been saying for months and months and months that we're essentially encouraging people to come to this country with the generous offers that we're giving them. We go from 220. I was thinking to myself, right, they'll drop it down to 100 quid. That'll discourage them. <laughs> no, 38. Quite a specific amount of money as well. The might as well have just said nothing? They we're giving you nothing. I mean, look, There's a whole conversation to be had, and I don't care how disrespectful people think I am. But again, I said, I was watching that video from Kiev yesterday. It looked like Grafton Street. It was a hive of activity. The Ukrainian government, which before the war, by the way, was uh, was considered to be the second most corrupt government in the world, um, has been given billions, billions by the world to relocate people if they wanted to relocate people out of the dangerous areas. Uh, and remember, of course, 80% of Kiev, which is a, or of Ukraine, which is a massive country, is perfectly safe at the moment. I mean, I think it's time... We At the start, of course, everybody was concerned about the people of Ukraine because we thought the war would accelerate into something that could have been a catastrophe for the people of the country. But thankfully, that didn't turn out that way. And it seems to be a proxy war. Yes, many people have died on both sides, Ukraine and Russia, uh, but it didn't turn out as bad as we thought it would. And this stalemate situation, although I know Zelensky is jumping up and down looking for attention at the moment because he's losing attention because there's wars in other parts of the world which are a little bit more important at the moment. But the thing about it, although all war is bad, you know, the thing about it is, at this stage, when you look at parts of Ukraine which are perfectly peaceful, people are even going there on holidays at the moment five-star hotels, why can't they just accommodate people? Many people, I'm sure, from Ukraine would love to go back to their country. I mean, look, they're already going back, aren't they? On their holidays. And then they're coming back here again and we're giving them free accommodation and money. I mean, you couldn't make it up. You really just couldn't make it up. So the Irish government do exactly what they accused the right-wingers of doing six months ago. Go on that, just big right-wingers! We, we were saying, the right-wingers, we were saying this is madness, you know what I mean? This is the second country of choice because it's more money. People are coming from London, they're coming from all over the world, pretending some of them to be Ukrainians, but they're actually not. Uh, some are genuinely Ukrainians, and getting 200 quid, 800 quid allowance to stay in somebody's house if you want to or being given accommodation by the state and not on top of that then you're getting cheap food free education and whatever else you're looking for in a medical card it was a bit silly it was a bit daft after the first six months when we realised it wasn't going to get much worse it was just a bit daft to continue doing but we did and we did it you know we did and we were very kind and we're very generous But, you know, that has to come to an end, and I'm sorry. And By the way, if you are Ukrainian and you're listening, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to find out why, you know, like many of your fellow countrymates, you know, you're not going back to the more peaceful parts of your own country. And And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm not saying get home, go home. You're quite welcome here. But I'd love to know why, you know, you wouldn't. Because if it was me and it was my Ireland, and sure, it was. If you go back to the 1970s, I know it's not quite the same thing, but the troubles in Northern Ireland, many people from the north moved to the south because they didn't want to be in that risk zone. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, when you look at the amount of people who died in the North, in the big scheme of things over that period of time, it wasn't a huge amount of people. It was still too many, by the way, but not a huge amount of people. But what I'm saying to you is it would have been easier for most Ukrainians to move if the government had to support them and accommodate them, to move to different parts of the country that would have been safer. Anyway, I understand at the start why that happened. But at this point, I think nobody really understands it anymore. And the government have done a U-turn. Now, if any other government in the world did a U-turn like this, questions would be asked. They'd be saying, well, surely to God, surely to God, you know, you made such a catastrophic mistake at the start, which is proven by the U-turn that somebody must, should be answering questions. I mean, everyone's talking about the Irish government's great U-turn, the great Ukrainian U-turn. Anyway, the integration minister, Andrew Gorman, has confirmed Ukrainian refugees will only be offered three months accommodation In state reception centers, where some of them have been here for nearly a year, two years now at this stage, uh, when they arrive, and offered a weekly payment of 38.80 per week and 29.80 per child. See, the government had the the plan was that if the war went on for a long time, that people would get jobs and integrate into society. But sadly, that really hasn't happened. With the majority of people coming from Ukraine, haven't actually got a job because some of them would be considered, I suppose, a financial trap in some description. But they haven't got a job because there's no incentive for them to get a job because we're giving them accommodation, giving them money and giving them cheap food. But this is the stark contrast to why they had been offered when we originally rolled out the red carpet. The current rate given to the Ukrainian refugees, of course, is 220 a week. And the government is going to launch an advertising campaign with the U- Irish Embassy in Ukraine to warn newly arriving refugees of changes to the support system. Now, I hope, well, when I say hope, they said they can't bring in this legislation probably the end of february or march because of you know it has to go through it has to be legislated during covid we could bring in legislation overnight i don't know what's wrong why they can't just suddenly do it like it's not that couldn't be that difficult or complicated anyway <clears throat> and i wonder is it going to be applied retrospectively so in other words if ukrainians who are currently here at the moment are getting 220 would they be then be reduced to 38 If refugees that are currently here at the moment are in their accommodation more than 90 days, will they be chucked out? And that accommodation be made available then to somebody who newly arrives? I would like to think that's what's going to happen, but then again, you can't really make people homeless either, can you? Um, That all seems great, doesn't it? What could possibly go wrong? I mean, I've been saying it, as I said, for months that there needs to be a cap on the number of people coming into the country, but they're not going to do that for some silly reason. But the question I have for you tonight is, will this new change make any difference whatsoever? And here's the thing, it won't, because if you're a Ukrainian and you're getting 220 a week and in accommodation and the government says, right, we're reducing you down to 38 and we're not giving you the accommodation anymore. Okay, that's grand. I'm unemployed. I'll claim the dole and I'll get a HAP scheme. You'll have to provide me with temporary accommodation. It's the same thing, isn't it, really? It's not going to make any difference. This is just the government grandstanding making it look like they agree with the 75% who said we've let too many people into the country. The government are making complete fools of themselves with their hate speech laws, which are being talked about all over the world, laughed at. We're the laughing stock of Europe. We're like a country that feels we're like a child that feels guilty and giving away their sweets. That's that's exactly what we went through years of, you know, being unbearable when being being conservatives in this country and you know being ruled by the Catholic Church. Some of the morals were good, some of them were bad, and then all of a sudden the kind of pendulum swung from the right. Not to the middle, but stream to the left. And it's like we want to be the first to do everything. We like to be virtuous in this country for some reason. Anyway, I want to know, do you think this will make any difference whatsoever? Or is the answer still that the government needs to stop letting people into the country? Is that still the answer? Or will this make a difference? Do you think this will discourage people from coming to Ireland? I don't think so. The number is 087-188-008. That's 087-188-008. Joining me on the line is the independent political candidate, Peter Dooley, a good friend of me, mine. Uh, Peter, hi, how are you? How are you, Niall? Thanks for having me on and uh, good to hear from you and uh, keep the good work yourself. Uh, thanks. Now, Peter, is this going to make an ounce of difference? Well, Niall, I want
0: to start with one point, right, really, that's been missed in this probably whole conversation for the last year and a half and two years. If the truth was, was told in the first place about this war, then we wouldn't be in the situation we're in. And the Irish government has gone along with the European um, leaders and with, with the US as well uh, in pursuing this proxy war rather than telling the truth. Like, you know, if you go back to even 2014, there was Minsk agreements that were reneged upon by France and Germany. In 2022, a month into the into the conflict, uh, there was an Istanbul peace agreement that Boris Johnson flew to Kiev and called it off with Olenski and basically said, listen, we're going to continue on with this war to to keep the war going for Joe Biden, rather than seeking peace, there's been over 500,000 have been killed on the Ukrainian side in this so-called counteroffensive. 125,000 killed, and then we've had the the migration issue because they've been pushing U.S. U.S. hegemony, and that's what it's all about. No, like it's mm-hmm. about pushing uh, their agenda uh, and their dominance around the world. And what's happening is they tried to they sanction Russia. Uh, who 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 felt to fallout for the sanctions? The ordinary people and businesses across Europe here in Ireland.
2: Uh, the migration bit, crisis particularly in Ireland because we're, we're paying the highest rates uh, for energy in Europe well, it's off the
0: charts. Today, I just heard something. Somebody mentioned to me as well that SSE electricity were dropping their prices by 12%, but they've doubled over the last... <laughs> the damage is well done. The horse is bolted because they've doubled over the last couple of years it's now. A, it's, it's a small, it's a small token, glad.
2: isn't it? Yes, yeah, it's a small token. Yeah,
0: and the other side is the government were giving money, left, right and centre, hand over fist and saying, listen, we we'll give you 200 euro energy credits to everybody rather than actually looking at people who needed it. And um, But on top of that, rather than actually look, tackling the energy companies as well, who are... No, I mean we all we all know it's the two hundred
2: euro was just a plaster on the book, because we all know that. Absolutely, yeah, that was pointless. But we, look, there's, yeah, a, but, million, there's but the a million. There's a million reasons. Got that as well, no. Look, there's a million People
0: got that as well, no.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The, the rich people got it too, yeah. There's a million reasons, by the way, why we're paying too much money for energy. One of them, of course, is the war in Ukraine and what's happening in Ukraine. And the other one is people like Eamon Ryan running around the world telling people not to invest in you know, in uh, what, coal plants and, uh, and refineries, which is causing a huge yeah. problem. So at the moment, what we're doing is we're not buying Russian oil. Of course we're not, because the Russians are selling at a discount now to China and other places around the world, India. Well, they're also, uh, and they're then,
0: also selling to India. Uh, and it's getting
2: repurposed and sent to Europe. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. And then we're buying <laughs> it for premium prices off them. Yeah. So they're just re it and selling it back to us. So we actually are buying uh, the Russian oil.
0: And we're getting a filthy fracked LNG gas that shipped all the way. Across, this is the climate agenda, right? All the way across the Atlantic Ocean to replace the Nord Stream that was blown up mysteriously that we're still not talking about. And we had Mary. Robinson, we all know the great Americans Northumber. did it. We all know the Americans. Exactly, but well, even Seymour Harris pulled a surprise when it's, when it's, when it's, when journalist did it did a fantastic research on that. But again, the Irish media they won't discuss it. They won't even talk about it. Like are, you, you go to any uh, broadsheet broadsheet paper in Ireland, uh, the what? mainstream. Uh, media, RTA, and stuff, because they don't want to talk about it. Like, but the, what, the, I the, is, behind it. Here, what I can't understand is.
2: What I can't understand is. Ukraine was considered to be the second most corrupt country in Europe, next to Russia, right? Or you know, going back to say 2018. they hadn't a good word to say about Zelensky when he became the president. It was comedian yeah. uh, come president, all this kind of stuff. They hadn't a nice word to say about him. He didn't deliver on his promises to rid the country of corruption, and uh, he made loads of promises that he would de- he would deliver on in the first year, and he didn't. He was a complete and utter failure and a joke in Europe. And yet, all of a sudden, the, the the war that was already there from 2012 continued and escalated, of course. And he well, became Lyle, a, and he, he was, became a
0: national hero. Yeah, he was elected. He was elected on a platform of peace. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of people wanted peace because the regions of Donbass, Luhansk, and those regions as well, where there's ethnic the Russians live in there, uh, and then. O- overnight uh, that, that changed, the agenda changed when the US uh, pushed their agenda in as well. Like, you know, they've been heavily invested there for many, many years. You can go back to to, to Joe Biden, Hunter Biden with Bresma and all these companies as well. They're heavily invested in Ukraine as well. So like, it's it's endemically corrupt and it has been corrupt as well in, in terms of the last year, in in terms of people who have dodged, uh, dodged the draft as well. Uh, corruption is endemic in, in Ukraine. And yeah, we're funneling more and more money into that corrupt Uh, country that they say is about freedom and democracy and values when it's really about uh, autocracy and that's what it's moved into it's moved into the state they've banned political opposition they've banned Uh, media, they banned political, uh, you know, other political parties, and also they've banned elections. Uh, You know, is it really freedom and democracy when you ban elections? (laughs) Like it's not, and church as well. But but, but but getting
2: back to where we are right now, so we've taken in...
0: That's the genesis of it.
2: Yeah, well we've taken in, you know, per head of population probably more than any other country in Europe. And by by our own government's admission, the reason for that is because we've been over generous. Um, You know, that we've been offering accommodation and 220 quid a week, which was twice what any other country had been offering in Europe. Actually, some countries don't give any money at all. They just give them some accommodation. Some countries don't even give accommodation. They give them a few quid and leave them sleeping on the streets. And don't get me wrong, I don't believe that's the right thing to do with people either. They're human beings. But in saying that, there is an argument that that at this point, it's no worse probably than it was, you know, going back whatever, 18 or 19 months ago. It's not escalating. It's at a checkmate situation at the moment. Um, it's not going to escalate, more than likely. It's going to be a proxy war. It's going to last a long, long time, uh, just like Northern Ireland or, you know, um, Ireland versus the United Kingdom and Northern Ireland. So it's going to remain in that situation for a long time. And we cannot continue to keep funding it.
0: But you're quite right. It's horrific because, as I said, there's so-called counteroffensive that we're all talking about. 125,000 Ukrainians have been killed in this counter offensive. They're sending men, women, uh, to their deaths. The average age is forty three of people they're sending their deaths in this front line. And Russia have like it's a, like Douglas McGregor, who's a who's a fantastic analyst, said about a year and a half ago, this was an unwinnable war. Mm-hmm. And they were in a situation now where they they know uh it's it's unwinnable for the for, no, for but Peter, you for no but you know NATO. how wars
2: work no war is winnable no war is the only time a war yeah. ever ends is when people start to have talks generally speaking peace.
0: absolutely that's what but that's but what anybody I last year. yeah but
2: anybody who even suggests that I mean you see what happened when Sabina Higgins suggested that peace was the only <laughs> answer and that we needed talks she was castigated for even suggesting it.
0: Well, yeah, it's absolutely disgraceful. And I was the same when we started the campaign last year to stop the war, like because we saw the impacts of what was happening. And you know, I was getting name called as well, and you're apologists for Putin and all this nonsense, uh, <laughs> rather than actually standing for anti. you know, standing for peace, but yeah. you want to have relate like in the Irish Constitution, Noel, Like under Article twenty twenty nine point two, it says Ireland affirms its adherence to the principle of Pacific se- settlement of international disputes by international arbitration. So the Irish government essentially to stand up for a constitution and neutrality should be standing up for a peaceful settlement. Mm. And they, they, we're still not calling for peace. Like nobody in Ireland has calling. The, the political establishment aren't calling for peace. The the whole political establishment, none of them have been the truth. Have told the truth about the war in Ukraine. Even funded neo Nazis and banderites in Ukraine. It's horrific. But that's somebody, somebody says to happened. me, "But you
2: don't give in to an invasion." And I said, "Hold on for a second. What about the Good Friday Agreement? You know, we were invaded by the British. Essentially, uh, took six of our counties. We still didn't get them back, but we were quite happy to sign a peace deal with a promise that it will be sorted out in the future. Essentially, yeah. that's the short well, version."
0: As I say, it's in Ireland. 2014, there was Minsk agreements there. They were they were entrained in, in, in by France and Germany. They were reneged upon. In uh, 2022, there was a peace agreement in Istanbul again that was thrown out the window. And then all the catastrophic loss of life and displacement around Europe as well with the migration disaster. But Ireland, yet again, are yes-men for the European, uh, bureaucrats in Brussels. Rather than stand up for the, pe- the ordinary working-class people of Ireland, they stand up again uh, to sell out. We're the best boys in the class all the time. They're the best boys in the class when they basically took austerity, over 43% of the total European banking debt, 64-65 billion euro, foisted on people that devastating austerity for years and years, and now we're doing the same. They put their hands up and say, well hang on, yeah, come on, come on to Ireland, who cares about the impacts we're having on the, the, the housing a uh, crisis, homeless crisis we're having. Who cares about the impacts on the health service? Who cares about the impacts on education and jobs as well? And why do they do it? They do it for a couple of reasons. They do it Yes, to be one the best boys in Europe, and their lapdogs essentially for them. And for what what Biden's doing but the second thing they're doing is for is, is for cheap labour and it's impacting ordinary working-class people as well because
2: we're not really getting cheap labor because if you look at the statistics in relation to the amount of people coming to Ireland, and the amount of people who have actually got jobs the unemployment rate for the people who have come here in the last two years is extremely high considering the unemployment rate in the country is only five percent and you know hospitality is crying out for workers but i mean getting, getting back to the decision yesterday of the government to do a u-turn and go along with essentially what they they claimed was a right-wing uh, ideology for the last two years. Because anybody who even suggested this six months ago was called extreme well, right-wing.
0: I, well, I, I'm, I'm far from right-wing, you know me. No, uh, you're a socialist. As as I, I, I've, I've said that before, I, well, Peter. No, well, no I, I, stand, I, stand for, I stand up for community and stand up for working-class people. And I see the impacts day by day on people's lives. And I know what's really happening on the ground rather than actually pontificating or preaching at working class people like a lot of the people who say they stand up for working class people do or political parties. That's what they do. They preach at them and they name-call them and they smear with them rather than understand what people are facing and what the real-life real, real life situation is on the ground for ordinary people with the struggles people have. Uh, and th- this is exacerbated it. This is absolutely exacerbated it. You can't have it without proper integration, uh, ac- access to resources, services, facilities and Like, this is a lunacy of the utmost. No, I've
2: said it numerous times. It's reckless is what it is. Absolutely reckless. Yeah. But they've continued to do it even though by their own admission two months ago, Leo Varadka said the country was full. Well he didn't use those words. He said we have a capacity and we're at that capacity. He more or less said Ireland is full. Um, so realistically we should have stopped, but we haven't. We're still going to continue doing it. And you know, and with the statement yesterday in relation to these new payments, the you know the the, the, the line was uh, you know, the new people coming to the country will only get this amount of money. So I'm saying, so they're still going to continue letting people pour into the country. And we have no services, as you rightly pointed out. We haven't got proper integration. We can't provide for people. We can't even provide somewhere for them to live. But we're still going to let it happen. It's just madness. Getting we back, have, We
0: have, Roderick, we have Roderick O'Gorman, Minister for Disintegration. That's what he should be called. Because essentially... He has done nothing to provide proper integration for people in, in up and down the country. Like without proper uh, community uh, consultation, without proper integration, without, as I said, right, without the proper services. And it's ordinary people who are carrying the can for this. Ordinary working class people up and down the country are carrying the can for this, yet again, who can't access private health insurance because they don't have the money. They can't access a GP appointment. Uh, they struggle to get you know even see mental health services like it's outrageous like the the, the, the struggles we have already if everything was equal in the world and everything was airy fairy you could do whatever you want to do but we're not living in that alice in wonderland world we're okay. living in a real world where you see it has to get rational and practical Okay, just before i go to other callers and
2: i want you to stay with me as well peter in relation to that we still haven't addressed the the new situation the new payment system and the fact that you can only stay for ninety days, and then you're out of your accommodation unless you get a job or something like that. I mean, do you yeah. think that's is that is that workable, or are we just going to no. end up doing the same thing?
0: No, well, like if you think about it practically, right? The, the the stress currently on the on the on the private rental accommodation is off the charts. But what they're going to do is after ninety days, you're back to full welfare payment entitlement, like like it's just this is just this is basically what it is is the government's saying well we've listened to you know we've listened to somebody and we're trying to you know it's window dressing essentially with the issue and not dealing with the crux of the issue and like if we're not not dealing with the truth the genesis of this this crisis in the first place then we're at nothing then we're just like they're just trying compartmentalize these issues into this issue is different to this issue uh, make it simplistic for people and dumb it down rather than explain really what's going on behind the scenes and tell the truth to what's going on because we need people to stand up and start telling the truth because especially now more than ever with everything that's happened in society as you rightly said with the hate speech laws and all the other stuff you know more than ever people need to now speak out and actually stand up for Irish democracy because it's it's, it's something that's getting eroded bit by bit by bit by bit We we need to stand up I think, more and more for Irish, uh, Irish sovereignty in particular and Irish independence. Oh, no, Although, Micheál in Martin
2: has no interest in Irish sovereignty. He kind of said it's more or less that it doesn't backward exist. Backward
0: look at it, he called yeah, it. But yeah. th- these are yes-men for the bureaucrats in Brussels who have sold us off to this neoliberal agenda throughout Europe rather than stand up for the interests of ordinary, the ordinary people of Ireland.
2: OK, do me a favour. Stay there for a second, Peter. I'm talking to Peter Dooley from the Dublin Renters' Union and also a candidate in the previous election, Well I'm sure he's going to run again. Uh Gerian, hi, how are you?
1: I <clears throat> sorry, I'm good, but I'm 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 just a clever flabbergasted. Um, Peter, please, before you go on, tell me, tell me again who,
2: who he who Peter is. Well, with. He, he was a candidate in the an independent candidate in the last election, and he's also from the Dublin Renters Union.
1: Oh, oh very good. Okay, Peter, <laughs> you're the first person I've heard in I don't know many years making sense. But this, I don't. What about me? Do you. I not
2: make sense on a regular basis? Right?
1: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, yeah, you do, and I'm delighted that you're interviewing him because this is where everything has gone wrong. At like, um, I just feel helpless at the moment. Do you remember the days you used to be bipping the horn, seeing me out when we placard on the street? Yeah. Um, yeah well why can't we have that back what is happening why they're telling us lies they've always lied to us but it's too serious now and what they're what the government are doing yeah it's an absolute joke but it is disgusting what they're doing and and how and peter said it very well how they come across to mill a lot can they yeah yeah into different things, and and don't forget the civil servants on great money are doing it for them. They're just having a ball. They don't give a flying fiddlers. They're yeah. the yes men. Of Europe to the whole lot. Yeah. But I worry about my grandkids. Mm. Living, you know, I mean, it really. they are they going to have homes? You know.
2: Yeah. Will they be able to I afford am- a home in their own country? At the moment, young people can't. <laughs>
1: No, they can't. And I mean, that is not right. And even after 90 days, those uh, people are not going to get rental, you know, half payment because they won't. Maybe maybe they're
2: hoping, I don't know, maybe, maybe somebody with an ounce of intelligence in the government is hoping they'll go back home again if they don't get after the 90 days.
1: Yeah, but, but the whole let's be is, clear,
2: they're going home on holidays for Christmas, so well, it mean, couldn't be that bad. Well,
1: I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, you, uh, no, I'm sorry. And I, I was just so pissed off when I ended up homeless after owning my own home and nearly having my mortgage paid off. And then how I saw I was treated as an Irish citizen. Mm-hmm. And I won't forgive them for what they did. I will not forgive them because they do not care about a normal human being. And I was just wondering, and maybe Peter now, maybe you know now, what, what about all those people in the tents down in Leash? Are they gonna yeah. give them thirty eight and don't forget about the eighty cents? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Thirty-eight I mean, euro and eighty and eighty cent. It's an odd yeah. amount of money, isn't it? What's that no, about? It's... <laughs> I I, I don't know where they got the figure I don't know where they got the figure of 38 euro and 80 cents Sorry, Noel. Yeah. yeah, that's what they get. That's actually what they get paid. That's what they get in direct provision.
0: That's, right, that's Jeff. a horrible system. That's
2: a horrible system, Noel. Like, you know, oh, no, says- I know, I know. They're, they're, I mean, look, direct provision needs to go. We've said that for years because the, what we should be doing is fast-tracking any applications and making sure they're done in a speedy time and anybody who is rejected um, should be allowed one appeal at the very most. And then if you're rejected again and we don't believe that you're genuine, well, unfortunately then, you know, we have to enforce a deportation order. If we believe you're genuinely coming from persecution or your life is in danger, we should roll out the red carpet and help you as much as we possibly can, and that's the way. That's the way a proper immigration system should work. But, but, well, so, book just just to refer back to Darianne,
0: what you rightly said, and I appreciate the, the kind words as well. But it's important, to think, that all of us need to start speaking out into what the what the truth is, and people need to listen to people who are actually speaking out and giving balance to media to to get uh, to get to the truth. But because, you won't, because, but, you know, Peter,
2: you won't hear these conversations on radio. You don't hear these conversations.
0: But we need to. But we need, but we need to have these. But that's why it's important to your platform, Noel, and it, for more and more platforms for people to speak out, but for people to actually not be afraid to speak out and not compartmentalise issues. They try and dumb down everything really essentially on the news. If you look at RTE, for instance, RTE News or something, they put everything into separate issues rather than actually dealing with the crux of the issue. Like they'll say the energy crisis, a one seg- segment, the next segment they'd be like, oh, the war in Ukraine. And people will say, well, I can't, how do you connect that? But it's quite easy to connect if you can sort of follow the dots and follow essentially where the power really lies. The power mm. doesn't lie with any of us anymore. The power should lie with the people. The people are sovereign of our country, and that's that's an Irish constitution.
2: Okay, we'll stay there for a second. Let me go to Angelina. Angelina, hi, how are you? Hi, Noel. how are you? God, you sound like you're only out of bed. Oh, sorry, Angelina, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead.
3: I don't, <laughs> I don't understand how the government could take back what they're saying, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's fair. Like, Irish people should keep their word when they say it. And like, it's not fair for even the kids and the other vulnerable people that are just coming over to be safe, to go back.
2: Well, what what do you mean? Well, I mean, it is safe for some to go back because let's be clear about it. Many of the people who came here from Ukraine didn't actually come from Ukraine. They came from other parts of the world, but they may have been Ukrainians or they may have been, I've heard of people who are studying in Ukraine, allegedly, uh, when the war broke out. But in saying that, many people from Ukraine are not from the parts of the country that are at war. It's a huge country. Are you familiar with the geographic nature of the country? Yeah. Yeah, it's huge, massive.
3: Biggest well, like, France. They're obviously in like that place. You know what I mean? And how do they know if the war wasn't going to travel to
2: where they? Well, living? no, I, I, absolutely, and that's the way we all felt at the start that maybe it could have been a massive invasion, but it wasn't, and it isn't.
3: Well, I still don't think it's when fair. It, how it,
2: you don't think it's fair to encourage people to go back?
3: Yeah.
2: So should we not reduce the money? Should we just keep paying it?
3: Yeah. 100%. For how long?
2: For how long? Forever?
3: Well, like, I don't see an issue in that.
2: Well, to are you are them. you working at the moment and paying tax? Uh, yeah. Okay, well, so you're happy enough for your taxes to go to pay for people, many of them, who wouldn't be working, and, you know, who would basically be just getting a payment every week and getting their accommodation paid for? 100%. Oh, okay. Well, as long as you're happy with that. Like I like wouldn't.
3: That, but like, If something like that happened to us in Ireland the next day, I'd want
0: for yeah, but you wouldn't get like that.
2: Yeah, but you oh. wouldn't get that. People keep comparing us to the Irish going to America. It's not like well, the Irish going to America. The Irish went to America and worked. But, so, yeah, sorry, Peter.
0: Sorry, no, just on that. Yeah, just to say that, it's like proportionally, like if things were done, you know, equitably at the start through the European Union and planned property, in terms of proportion per, with uh, resources and proportion of... uh migrants coming as well that's what should have been maybe organized the first in the first instance like to say this and this is happening this is how it's going to be um this is how it's going to be organized and planned with integration and proper services and so forth as well but it wasn't as i said ireland put their hands up and said listen you know we're the best boys in the class we'll always keep hammering working class people we'll get you know cheaper labor in and make loads of money for their mates who are giving out uh renting out guest houses and even as as you and right you said the previous caller said about the uh, the tent encampments down in Stradbally, the electric picnic venue, like in all these places. Like loads of these people in Ireland are making money out of this as well, Noel. And this is having huge impacts on communities, having huge impacts on local businesses. Well, I know. We, we, sp- well. We,
2: we spoke to Paul Trevo, the restaurant, yeah. restaurateur, recently, like that's, and that's, he was is, saying that businesses stuff. destroyed during the summer. They would no tourism, you know, because so the we're hotels are full COVID, of refugees. And then we yeah. had
0: this on top of it. We yeah. had COVID on top of it. And then then this is ex- exacerbated it. So, like, it's all about, like, you know, 100% you have to be standing up uh, for ordinary people. But, you know, I think the first thing we should be demanding of the Irish government is that they tell the truth and call them out for not telling the truth. And I'd always call them out for not telling the truth about the genesis of this war in Ukraine and the nonsense that they try and say it's about freedom and democracy when it's actually nothing of the sort. Tell the truth and maybe then we could actually have a, a proper conversation about uh, what the migration crisis and all the other stuff as well. And then, we can, then you, have, you need to have politicians you can trust. We don't have any politicians we can trust. That's no, the there's one. There's
2: one or two of them that I. Well, I'm not saying yeah, I trust there's them.
0: Exceptions, I'm certain. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, the, you know, the, but in, 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 all, all due respect and it's all. what many politicians have stood up and spoken openly about what's the well, reality. But I is know, going. and I,
2: we only spoke about this today when I was talking to Jan Mar- Jan McGurk today from Gript. We were talking about the fact that I know politicians and he knows politicians who so we've spoken to off the record, and most of them disagree with the government policy. But yet, when they go into the chambers, they'll vote because they have to, and they vote with their party. but,
0: but. but, 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 but you know, they're
2: supposed to be there to represent the people. Isn't that the essence of... Yeah, but they never, but they never give them a free... But They rarely give them a free vote. And even if they do get a free vote, they're afraid to vote against the government. That's just the way but it is. But that
0: shows the corruption. One of the whip system, and the second the second issue I'd have with that is the party political system. That, that is getting funded through the state as well. That gets funded. Okay, but well, hang,
2: hang on. Just let me go back to Angelina, broke. because she, she, I think she might have had her coffee now. Angelina, you there? Yeah, Hi. Hi. Oh, Angelina, so getting back to the, the, the figures, so they've reassessed the situation and said, you know, we can not continue to pay €220 euro and keep indefinitely accommodating people. You know, while a war is going on, that could go on forever, essentially. It's a, you know, a proxy war. It could go on forever. So we can't just keep doing that. So what's the solution then, Angelina? They have to reduce the money. You can't just keep paying that.
3: But then why did the government start in the first place?
2: Well, well there was, I think the best intention. I know the it was the best intention in the world, but, but we're a small country and we've taken more refugees and immigrants in this country per head of population than any other country in Europe. But well,
3: would you not be proud to be Irish, though, with it? Like, no, such a
2: nice I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not, proud to be, I'm not proud to be in a country where a government are being reckless.
0: I'll, 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 be pr- I'll be proud of an Ireland that stands up for ordinary working-class people in Ireland, that stands up for ordinary people in Ireland. That's, and that's an that's Ireland that's based on compassion, based on humanity, and based on decency and respect for people. And the, the, the issues are, you've seen the homeless disaster we're facing, you've seen the health disaster we're facing, and there's parties who who, who try and claim that, you know, it is the 1% fault in society, absolutely, it's the people at the top of society. But this, this is living in the reality. We're living in the hard, fast reality of what's going on you can't ha- add more exacerbate a crisis we already have. Isn't that, that's the idea of absolute
2: mm. lunacy. Okay, wait, but stay there, stay there both of you a second. Let me just go to Ed if I can as well. Ed, hi, how are you? How are you doing, Ed? how are things? Good, Good is to you. You heard Angelina, she's quite charitable. She's quite happy to continue Absolutely. paying. And, and
4: God her. God love her, God love her, God bless her. <laughs> yeah. I love her. Um, but please keep Peter on because I want to just make one or two points and I'd love Peter to clarify this for me. and be great. And I, First of all, I'm going to say I totally agree with him. Um, first thing is, uh, I totally agree with the government going on this fruit diet, as in they've grown a pair of slaves, mm-hmm. and says, no, no more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll reduce the payment. It will either give two things it would incentivise them to go back to their country or find another country. I'm going to contradict myself by saying, if they reduce the money, it's going to probably force these people into criminality. To fund our existence here, or another form. And well, no, well, no not necessarily. You, okay, no, but but the, yeah. if you made a point or Peter made a point, and I'm not 200 sure who made the point here, but I'd love you to clarify it. They said that after the three months, yeah, they can claim unemployment benefit. Now, hmm. as far as I was, concerned, as far as I'm aware, and I'm on, I'm retired now. I'm on invalidity pension, so these guys are getting 20 quid or less. I vote for 41 and a half years. Mm. And what I would like to know is how can you claim unemployment benefit? Because, as far as my understanding, and I could be wrong here, and I'm asking you or Peter to clarify this, I thought you had a certain, you had to have a certain amount of, what I would call it PRSI stamps, stamps yeah. to claim uh, unemployment benefits. Now, if these guys or ladies or whoever, people are here for three months on reduced payment to 38 or whatever it is, how can they just say, well, right, that's stopped. I'm going on unemployment benefits.
2: That was the old system, Ed. Many, many years ago, there was the social welfare system, or the dole, as it was called at the time. And to claim the full labour or dole, you had to have your stamps or your credits, whatever, tax credits, whatever it was. Um, But they changed the whole system many years ago because it was deemed to be unfair. So now, social welfare, when you start initially on it, provided you've been paying credits or you've been paying PRSI or PAYE, Um, you get your 220 quid. Now, after that point, after a certain point, it goes to a means-tested basis. So you're tested by means. So in other words, if you're Ukrainian and after 90 days you're booted out of your accommodation, which I don't think is going to happen, to be honest with you, and you're down to 38 quid and you've got two kids or something like that, you know, they're not going to put you on 38 quid. So what will happen is they will okay. move from one system essentially to another system. So they will move on to the social welfare system, by the way, which is meant to be only for EU citizens, but it's, in this case, they're, they're obviously making an exception for Ukrainian people. Um, and they will get HAP, a housing assistance program, if they need it, to find accommodation. So they're just essentially moving a, me, course, moving people pure, from one that, system to yeah. another.
4: But that's a pure first. That's a pure first. Of course it's a first. It's, 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 exactly. you know, it's painting. It's, over, they're just saying we're going to stop this, and we look great in the eyes of the Irish people that we are cutting down. We are stopping, but we're going to use a separate account to pay them.
2: Yeah, but that's but the same issue so The wrong. big
0: issue is just sorry, not can we come back yeah. just that the big the big issue there in January is that this legislation, as you rightly said in your intro, uh, it could be done overnight, for instance, but the, the, the legislation is, is due to be provo- brought forward in January. It mightn't come into force maybe on some it's March, March. March, yeah. So it, yeah, so so perhaps three months beyond that, uh, you would go back on to, you know, be eligible then for social wel- welfare, for instance. But say if somebody is is, a, is evicted from the private rented sector, or or sorry, they don't have their temporary accommodation, I would say, you know, or doesn't don't have a temporary accommodation, then if they go into, uh, Emergency accommodation, for instance, this is going to uh, create huge more crises. You have already, and we're already funding uh, millions and over every year and emergency accommodation as well. So again, it's going to be who's going to be paying for this? Who's going to be paying for all this? Like you know, it's not going to be uh, the ordinary working class people are going to pay yet again for the sins of the one percent and the warmongers and and the rest of it, rather than. you know, dealing with addressing the crisis, and this is coming under the temporary protection directive that they they said was temporary, but they're, they've extended it now until next year. I think beyond this again. So, like it's it's and as it, you rightly said, what about the treatment of the refugees from Afghanistan, the refugees from Syria, the refugees from Yemen? Mm-hmm. I don't see, a, I didn't see a big call to have, uh, you know, all, all this, you know, the the benefits that, uh, for instance, what Europeans were getting over other people. So again, the the system itself was inherently racist. Uh, so they were racist against more and more people. So they can't talk around around this I mean, there, the there
2: definitely was a case going back a year and a half ago that one set of refugees was given more than another set of refugees based on the colour yeah. with the color of their skin. They're brown, so we don't give them as much money. But look, we recognise these ones here. They're from Europe. They're Western. We like them. You know, and that, that well, seems to be the way it was. That well,
0: Just another important point as well on this as well is, is basically uh, over the last number of days, Michael McGrath, who's now touted as the European Commissioner, has has spoken about the fact that we have to pay more now into the European budget uh, for the following, to to maintain the level of social services we currently have, which are abysmal. So basically, we're going to have to keep paying more because they've signed up to a deal to keep funding Ukraine for €50 billion from 2024 to 2027 to one of the most corrupt countries in the world, Alensky with his yachts and whatever he has around the place. His holiday
2: villas in Florida. And
0: and who's going to pay for this? We're going to be laid down with more and more (coughs) deaths and who's going to feel the impacts? It's ordinary working-class people. And what's gonna create, it's going to create more, so, more social unrest, more social issues in Ireland, unless it's really addressed and nipped in the bud. And, the, the, and it should start with telling the truth about what's going on. And that's really all... Okay, all, uh,
2: but, but, but Ed, you, be, you believe reducing the money is not going to make an ounce of difference if they're going to be just moving on to a different system?
4: No, I don't think it is. It's, it's like um, uh, the, the government saying to one man, no, I'm sorry, you're not entitled to disability, but we are. you are entitled to a validity pension.
2: Yeah. That's more or less. So what it they're is, just yeah.
4: taking it from a different fund. Yeah, and I, I just want to know again, Peter. Might just clarify this for me because my head is wrecked here. <laughs> is Europe or line Is Europe saying to Ireland, "Here, help them out, do your best, and we will sponsor you. We will give you so much extra finances into your country, even though we're, no, paying we're... extra into Europe. No. Are Europe financing this? Is Europe are we claiming uh, the payments for these? um, refugees or asylum seekers. Are we getting anything back from Europe, financially? Well, because the, we, the, the we the just f- have not got the money.
0: Well, the facts are Ed, right? We don't have control over our monetary policy. We don't have control over our fiscal policy. No, 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 we sold that, through, we sold that. Every, everything, everything goes through Brussels, essentially. And we're net contributors to the European budget every year. And as you just said earlier, that we're going to increase our budget, increase our contribution to the European Union <laughs> yeah. again this year because of Ukraine, because of obviously okay. what's being paid on no, the, to, the to, to, clar-
2: to clarify, from what I have read, uh, and I'm looking at something here online, um, 66.9 million is the amount of funding we've got from the EU between 2021 and 2027, so that's projected, right? 66 million. Now, you've got to remember, uh, we've already set aside four billion in the budget for, for next year. We've already gone, I think it was three billion over budget last year. We've set aside four billion for next year um, to deal with the, the crisis, the accommodation crisis for refugees. So,
0: But, Niall, they can always find the magic money tree when it suits their agenda. Did you ever notice that? Mm-hmm. The That's... magic money tree, there's never, there's never an issue when there's a homeless disaster. And we can actually, in Ireland, which we're facing every day, and I see it every day with the evictions and the people we're help and the support to stay in their homes which is horrific and uh all the other stuff and that's, there's never an overnight call to demand that we provide homes for everybody in society is there
2: is well, ever- well angelina is quite happy to pay it out of her taxes she doesn't mind you know what i mean so hang on angelina i i i'm not too sure of you I, I don't want to sound patronizing uh, so please i apologize in advance if i do but you have full understanding of how much this is costing the irish state
3: but the the increase that they're making it's not going to make much difference to what how much they're spending now already
2: but, but we'd rather not be spending what? the money we're spending now already i i but understand like, we have to be humane about things and we have to treat people with respect and i do <laughs> get that but if we're handing out too much money all it is is an incentive for people to come here rather than go to france or rather than go to england or go to or, or go to another country although the united kingdom has had their fill of it now at this stage um, or go go to another country. Do you understand what I'm saying? But do they even get a choice where to go? Of course, they have a choice where to go. That's but why. That's why. That's why they that, get a better
0: offer. That's why they're all
2: coming here. As well, that when I say they're all, that's why a vast amount of people are coming to Ireland because the choice is a good choice. It's the most generous choice. Sure, at one stage, our Minister for Integration, Roderick Gorman, was offering a front door key after six weeks. That was never going to happen. So.
0: But well, where was the urgency ever to, to address, as I said, where was the urgency ever to address our homelessness disaster, to provide modular home and overnight, modular homes for people, or go after vacant homes, or the call-out done to get people to give over if they had a vacant home or a holiday home over? When was the call-out ever done for people who were on the stone in the streets, now? Yeah. It was well, never done. Okay, well, 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 hang
2: on. Let me, go to, let me go to Joe as well. Joe, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Good, no show like a Joe show. Go on, Joe. Oh, sure. sure. Lyle, you're missing the whole point. You're all not seeing the big picture here. Okay. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna fill us in, obviously. So,
5: yeah, I am. I've been to most of the countries where all where the refugees are coming from. Yep. So, Ukraine. An ordinary Ukrainian person living in Kiev have about thirty-eight euros per week to feed themselves and their families. Okay. Yep. Right. They come here to getting ten times that free accommodation, free food. Mm-hmm. It's a fuck. It's paradise for them. I don't know what your wages. Yeah, but yeah, good. but yeah, but the, yeah,
2: but Joe, the cost of living in Ireland will be a lot higher than it is in Ukraine. No,
5: no, no just hang on for a second. Mate. Hang on. Yeah. If you go to link we'll it was five hundred quid a week. Say yeah. Okay. And there was any country in this world that you could go to, and get five grand a week, and get a free house, and get your food paid for, would you not be there? Well, of course. I would. <laughs> well, I, well, yeah. well, of course. Well, of course I would.
2: But I would also have to take into consideration the cost of living, and not everybody, by the way, is getting a free house. Can I just point that out? Some people are.
5: So they yeah. the
2: accommodation. Yeah. They're okay. getting accommodation.
5: They're getting accommodation. They're getting 10 weeks of their money every week here. They do a year here, they're going home with 10 years of their money. Mm-hmm. Right. Getting yeah, but they're paying 10%, into Germany. 10% less. They're getting into Germany, they're getting into France, they're getting into Poland. That's, <laughs> that, they're safe, but they're not getting enough money, so they're getting on the next plane and coming to Ireland. Yeah. yeah.
2: Because we're fucking agents. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, didn't Leo Radker admit that we were, uh, we were those there about two weeks ago when he said he understood that people were essentially gaming the system, then they were using Ireland as the second option because it was a better option. Yeah,
0: Leo Radker is gaming the system. He's gaming the <laughs> citizens of the country. That's what he's doing. <laughs> exactly. That's who he's gaming. <laughs> there, there, there so, oh, Joe, thank you for explaining that to me. But the same,
2: I, I had a fair idea <laughs> that was what was going on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but but here's, here's the thing, Joe, can you turn around now to somebody, although we, as Ed has pointed out rightly, we're just moving them from one system to another, but can you really turn around to somebody and say, listen, after 90 days we're kicking you out of the accommodation and here's 38 quid a week in a country that has a high cost of living?
5: Can you do that?
2: Well, no, you, uh, you uh, can't uh, really, can uh, you? Uh, uh,
5: yes, you can, yes, you can. We're, we're, we're ruled by the EU. We are not Irish yeah. anymore. There's nothing Irish about Ireland anymore. We're ruled from Brussels, okay? So, any refugee, no matter what your status is, in Germany, in six weeks after entering Germany, if you are not in full-time employment and actively learning the German language, all your welfare is cut off. Everything. On the sixth yeah. week, that's it. End of story. If they can do it, why shouldn't we do it? Because we're all being ruled by the same form. It's 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 the EU that rules all these countries.
2: See, we have a very low employment rate when it comes to immigrants coming into the country. I'm not talking about people who come into the visa process or are working here, uh, you know, who come here to work, but people who come in on the asylum or international protection process, or Ukrainians. There's a very low employment rate, and the reason they'd say that is is because they've nowhere to actually call home. They don't have a base. Now, I don't buy that necessarily because if you got a job, you might get a base. You know. But well, there are quits in.
0: The big employers are quits in oil as well. The big thing is with all this as well is that when you're when you're actually actively going out and doing the call out to get people in for cheap it is cheaper labour and that's the, that's an essence of it, right? Uh, it's doing the call out for, for, for to keep profits high because at one stage we thought after after COVID, there was an opportunity then for wage wage wages to increase and stuff. And what's happening now? We're having a situation now where we're saying, Well, you know, we can get people to work in if you have free accommodation, you have no overheads, you could work for next to nothing, couldn't you really?
2: Mm. No, absolutely. Um, like,
0: practically, like, think about it. Uh, but who's making the money? It's a transfer. It's all a transfer of public money into private hands all the time.
2: Love Tra- return, transfer. Transfer no. of
0: public money into guest house owners, big hotel groups. And a lot of a lot of people in Ireland are making huge money out of this. A company set up about a year and a half ago, just coincidentally, just at a time to, to open up accommodation to uh, to uh, Ukrainian, Ukrainian refugees, make a, a shed load of money off out uh, of public money that we're going to be paying for. And uh, who makes money out of it? And the local employer might, you know, local, local big employer might get cheap labour in. Uh, and who, who feels the impacts of that? It's ordinary people who are feeling the impacts. So ordinary working class people up and down the country are feeling the impacts of that. Uh,
2: sorry, do you want to say something there. Go ahead, Ed.
0: Yeah, no, sorry. Just on what um,
4: I was saying there about um, if Germany can do it and France can do it, why can't we? Um, Germany and France are massive countries, they're very um, affluent countries. They are the type of one who are almost self sustainable. They could, if it come pushed came to shove, they could survive without being a member of the European Union.
2: Why, do you not have, think we could?
4: Um, think
2: no, I don't, we I, I don't I, think we I, can. I, I I, I, think you're completely wrong. I think so, absolutely we could. Listen,
4: we are so dependent. We are so at dependent at on Europe now. No, This is now. not 1950, 1960. We are so dependent on Europe. And I, I'm, I'm ashamed of that. I'm actually ashamed of that. We cannot sustain well, it's ha- ourselves. It's only
0: one thing, right? It's has oh, been done. So we are like, taking oh, people,
4: we are taking these people in to appease Europe. We are oh, no, pe- appeasing Ursula no. and Ballardine. We are appeasing the American I, I would like
2: to agree with you, but look, Britain left the EU for this very reason. It was mainly the immigration policy that made people vote yes for Brexit. And they still have That'd the, the same problem.
0: problem. Yeah, but it was also working class people were the ones suffering because of that. The north of England as well, a lot of people were left behind because of the policies. And that's why they decided to leave, because of all the inequality and all the rest of it going on. Same as in Ireland. Look, we've a resource, so many of our resources, our fishing resources, all our industries as well have been sold off, privatised, and uh, this is part of the european agenda but we need to now stand up absolutely. people need to stand up look at our, look at our agriculture industry as well which is a fantastic industry it's getting decimated and destroyed and attacked <sighs> by the by the government again uh now, by the
2: green by the green party helps. yeah
0: yeah it's it's absolutely off the
2: wall uh, whose leader by the way if we remember rightly during covid that very famous speech that he gave it was wonderful churchill couldn't have done better himself and he stood up at the doll and said well we're all locked down why not paint the back wall and put potter plants in the window, and have something that we can survive on in case rain, the yeah. resources run low. South facing, let us leaves.
0: South facing, <laughs> <basin>, south facing, let us You know, it, it, listen, These guys don't live in the real world. They've destroyed Dublin city. They've destroyed Dublin city. Even getting from A to be around Dublin city is nearly impossible. Getting anywhere, right? But on top of that, they've they've hammered ordinary people with carbon taxes. He goes off to COP twenty eight uh, with Mary Robinson and all the rest of them, uh, probably on his private government jet and uh, comes back to pontificate to the working class people to attack them on on their policies. Well, the rich and wealthy can do whatever they want to do and travel everywhere, and they'll say, how we're all to blame because of the the, uh, decrease in ice caps. (laughs) You know, it's us, it's our fault.
2: Is there uh, of course it's our fault We'll stay there for a second Let me go to Danielle so we ha- so Hang on I have to go to Sorry hang on hang on Ed And Peter I have to go to Danielle I'm going to get her name right this you time got it right
6: yeah. Yay Niall
2: <laughs> Happy birthday by the way I believe it's your birthday on Thursday Congratulations
6: It is Thank, thank you Nile. Happy birthday to you Happy birthday you. to
2: you Happy birthday dear Danielle Happy birthday to you
6: Sorry. Thank you, Niall. That was the first you singing into me. Please don't do
2: it again. Okay, I won't, I promise. Okay. <laughs> I've just upset all the listeners. Uh, Danielle. Okay, so in relation to what the go- the government's U turn on the Ukraine money, will it make a difference?
6: Not at all. Mm. I don't think it will they're actually hurting my head. Do you know that?
2: Yeah, they're hurting everybody's head. My brain hurts.
6: <laughs> no, it really does like. What is it gonna do like? Because they're they're it's kind of a vicious circle they're going to end up back or on the job seekers anyway.
2: Yeah.
6: Do you know, and this thing about the accommodation, where are they going to find us is is another Well, well, Peter
2: is right. What's going to happen is they will be booted out. Well, I don't think anyone's going to get booted out, but anyway, they'll be asked to leave after 90 days and then they'll be on the market just like everybody else to get private rented accommodation on the HAB scheme. And we already know where, with the state of that situation. There isn't nothing to be got so what's going to happen then the government will be then tasked with giving them temporary accommodation until they find something on the hap accommodation which will leave them in exactly the same place they're in at the moment it doesn't make any sense
6: <laughs> are they just playing to the parade like that, that well, that's it there's an
2: election at the end of next year isn't there you know they're making I, it look good to I, the 76 percent.
6: exactly they want to seem like they're listening to the people because i'm really pissed off to you know that
2: <laughs> you and me both
6: it's it's just like an endless. Uh, I don't even know what to describe it as. Stupidity.
2: That 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 word doesn't even cover it anymore.
6: No, it, no. Do you see what I mean? It's I'm a
2: circus. Lost it a is a cer- It is a circus.
0: They're taking us. They're like, taking us for complete fools. That's what they're taking the people absolutely. of Ireland for complete fools. That's what they're doing, Danielle. Absolutely. Like you're quite right. Yeah, just, you're quite yeah. right.
6: Yeah. But you know what I am you know,
2: actually that's, that's, thinking? But we're, but, but, we're they, awake but, so. but hang on, all of you. The problem is, Peter, and I don't want to sound like again. I'm patronising people listening. A lot of people who heard this news yesterday would have went, "Great, well done. At least I'm making the right decision now. That's that's great, well done." But yeah. they don't realise the implication that it doesn't make any real difference whatsoever to the amount of money that we have to spend as a country. So, but so they will fool many of the people, and that to them is political point scoring. Yeah.
0: yeah but the, 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 but that's why it's 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 very important as I said earlier, like you know where, where your platform is great, and that's where people have an opportunity to do that but people should be having those conversations with their friends and not be afraid to have those conversations about what's going on and saying this isn't this isn't acceptable the wool's been pulled over right they're taking for, for 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 complete gum beans really that's what they're doing and they're trying to pull the wool over to pull, pull it fast. Hand card trick, and behind their back they're laughing at us. Like they're basically saying, "Well, listen, we're trying to, we're giving, we're doing this. We're actually listening to you. This is us listening. They're the ones that created the crisis in the first place. Now they're coming to us offering us solutions to the crisis that they created."
2: Okay, well, sorry, very quickly, I'm, I didn't realise I'm way over time. Trying to keep this Oh, keep I do apologise. Go ahead, Daniel.
3: Exactly what
6: they're doing. No, they're trying to keep to shut people up. That's what they're doing. Right. Okay. To say we'll do this, that's fine, that'll keep them quiet. Like, I think anyway.
0: Now, Now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime Talk with Niall Boylan,
1: Ireland's classic hits radio.